G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Well, we're taking some time to reflect on what has unfolded overnight. The brush with terrorism, as the Prime Minister describes it, the siege in Sydney, to get some reflections on his feelings about what's happened overnight. Dr Mark Dury, a theologian and human rights activist, Anglican pastor. Mark's joining us. Hello, Mark. Welcome along to 2020. Great to be with you again, Neil. Mark, we've talked about terrorism on a number of occasions and some people are surprised and saying it was unexpected that an event like this has happened overnight. But I guess that hasn't been the case for yourself and others. Uh, This really wasn't an unexpected event. It's not really. Uh, It's inevitable that events like this uh, will happen. Um, There are some in the community that admire Islamic State and um, Islamic Jihadism and this sort of pattern is being observed all over the world. Australia is not uniquely different, I think. Um, uh, So, no, it's not surprising. It's very disturbing. It's upsetting, but it shouldn't be surprising or even unimaginable. Uh, Your thoughts on the Prime Minister's comment saying it was a brush with terrorism. Is that a fair way of describing what's happened overnight? I think he's trying to comfort people. That is, the brush is not too serious. Um, The man didn't have uh, explosives. He he was not successful in in killing, you know, 20 people. Um, It could have been much, much worse. So uh, I think that's uh, probably a useful term to um, say that we've we've probably, um, you know, it could have been a lot worse. It's a tragedy what's happened, but it, it, it could be much worse than this. Mark, you've become something of one of the primary commentators when it comes to issues of Islam and Australia. When you have incidents like this and descriptions of the man who was involved, Man Haran Monis, uh, described as having a long history of violent crime, uh, infatuation with extremism, uh, even mental instability, is this something that uh, particularly uh, somehow or other rings a, a, you know, strikes a chord with people who do have a certain extremism about their personality when they're aligned with Islam? The problem is that there's an ideology, uh, a radical Islamic ideology, that it's permissible to kill non-Muslims in the name of jihad. And so if someone is a bit more unstable, that, that they might be a greater at risk for doing that because of the um, the context of that belief that's, that's fairly widely held. And um, it, it's interesting that um, Al-Azhar University in Egypt uh, recently put out a fatwa saying it would, it would not reject uh, the ISIS people as Muslims, um, uh, and uh, although it rejects the infidels for killing, as as um, you know, they, it treats them as second-class citizens, but it won't reject them. So, you know, that idea that it's somehow permissible to take the blood of a non-Muslim is, is is has been deeply embedded in Islamic theology. So, 
that's really a core problem. But certainly if people are unstable, or in this case, this man has been going through a difficult court case. Uh, he's been charged with killing his former wife. Um, his life's in disarray. Uh, it, it, it makes him greater risk, I think. It's understandable that the Prime Minister might be bringing words of comfort and reassurance to Australians, uh, but is there a sense in which this is a wake-up call, this is uh, the real thing, terrorism on our shores, uh, take issues of faith and religion seriously? I think for most Australians, the most frightening or disturbing thing about this incident is that it could be the beginning you know, of more. And uh, we've somehow led a charmed existence. Actually, the last time there was a jihad attack on Australian soil was in the First World War when a, an Afghan out in Broken Hill um, decided to shoot at, shoot up a Sunday school picnic crowd. And um, But it's, it's been, you know, over 100 years since then. But people, uh, the most disturbing thing is that people, uh, I think, would be thinking, you know, is this the beginning of more? Will this incite more similar responses? Are there others like him who might do something like this? So... Yeah, there's no doubt that the government has also foiled a number of attempted attacks that are much more disturbing than this has been. Um, so, yes, that's that's a serious concern uh, for, for the community. What, what will the future hold? There are some who have been making comments earlier today, uh, throwing arms open, embracing all peace-loving people, regardless of faith, race and nationality. Uh, there is a sense in which, uh, as Christians, we do have arms wide open and there is an embrace. Uh, there's, also a, there's also a cold, hard way of looking at the facts and, and how Christians might respond to that. Uh, how do you actually form that sort of balance in your own thinking about dealing with these issues? I think there's a really serious concern in the community that Muslims will be vilified and they might even be incited uh, to, to hatred through, through negative responses. And I think it's important for ordinary Australians to realise that, um, you know, this is not the Muslim community in Australia that's done this. This is an individual who's acting in accordance with his beliefs or his, his disturbed state, um, and not to generalise this to, to all people. Um, nevertheless, um, there is an issue with religious teaching. There's an issue with theology that influences man. You know, he, he put a flag up declaring the, um, the Shahada, the Declaration of, of Islamic Belief, on the window. Um, he's been inspired by his religion in some way, however disturbing we might find that. And... and Somehow, some way, we need to have a conversation about that as a nation. And the response that says, let's just embrace each other is, is, in a sense, not bad. We should embrace and welcome each other, but we also need to have a hard talk about, about what Islam teaches and whether some of its teachings are, in fact, threatening to peace, harmony and safety for, for, for non-Muslims. Is that Shahada Islamic flag something that is flown in uh, in many mosques around the nation? Are you aware of that sort of uh, uh, availability of that flag that people are uh, constantly uh, looking to? That flag is widely used, but it wouldn't be flown by mosques. Uh, it's normally called the Jihad flag, um, and uh, it's very popular amongst um, jihadi groups. So um, it, it's it's banned in some countries. Germany and Holland have banned this flag and its display. Uh, so, if a mosque was flying it, uh, that would be very disturbing. And they should, you know, the government should attend to that because it's it's um it's quite a provocative uh, flag to be using.
There's been a social media campaign too, Mark, uh, encouraging people. I think the uh, I think the hashtag is uh, "I'll ride with you," and uh, it seems to have just uh, sprung to life overnight. The idea of uh, drawing alongside Muslim people who actually may be quite fearful that there's going to be some sort of backlash. Uh, is there a sense, in your understanding, that Muslim people actually are quite open to a hand of friendship? And and is this a time for Christians to actually be embracing of Muslim people with a hand of friendship as they may be going through some level of backlash in the community? Oh, I think that's right. You need to, it's a good time to have a cup of tea with your Muslim neighbour, reach out to them. I've been doing that myself and uh, encouraged to connect with people in their common humanity. We need to come together, um, but we also need to not just have sympathy for our Muslim neighbours. We need to have sympathy for the victims of this man's attack done in the name of his religious beliefs and so we need to realize that the real victims in this event are, are not the muslim community of australia but the those unfortunate people who were trapped in the cafe and those whose lives were lost and their families who've been so uh, deeply affected by what's happened. And Mark, in your role as an Anglican pastor, there is a sense in which we see these things unfolding on our screen. There is going to be a time of national grief uh, for those victims uh, of this terrorist attack and uh, for those who were uh, survivors of this attack. How do you pastorally uh, just reach out to people and be a comfort to them? I think it's I mean, what we have as Christian believers is hope that this life is actually not all there is, and Christ has uh, promised us um, an eternal relationship with him that we we need to look to the future. I think you also realize that the Bible says that there will be suffering and, and difficulty, that evil is a serious force in the world. We shouldn't be surprised when um, terrible things happen, but we should be resilient and not give in to fear in any way, shape, or form, but hold our ground, be determined to love others, to, to reach out to them in boldness and, and confidence, not to surrender our identity because of an event like this. Well, Dr. Mark Dury, a theologian, human rights activist and also Anglican pastor, and Mark always uh, appreciates so deeply your insights into issues like this. And as we've been saying, terrorism has come to our shores overnight and uh, certainly appreciate your thoughts and your wisdom and also your comfort to those who are grieving in this time that is ahead. Uh, Mark Dury, thanks so much for being with us on 2020. Great to be with you again, Neil. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts. Or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.